0: you asked for it to come back so here it is the most heavily requested subreddit or return of a subreddit that i think i've ever had on this channel this is r slash stories about kevin if you've never heard of this subreddit before it's very self-explanatory all i say is strap in here we go he wants to dna test her kids so i can't even completely wrap my brain around this kevin but when my friend sage told me this story i just had to get her permission to post it here She gave it, so here we go. Fair warning, I fear the number of IQ points that may be lost in reading this. Sage started dating Kevin about two years before this incident. Things seemed to be going all right between them. She told me he was a bit of a derp and sometimes incredibly oblivious to some things. He couldn't pick up subtle cues and even suggestions flew over his head with about a mile of airspace between his skull and the suggestion. She originally chalked it up to him being on the autism spectrum, as she had a few other friends who have similar problems picking up cues. So she just switched her behavior from talking to neurotypical to talking to neurodivergent, and the bump smoothed out for a while. All is well and good. Then the talk of taking the relationship seriously came up marriage, becoming a family. And that's when the plane hit the mountain with a cartoonish bang. Kevin announced that he wanted to DNA test Sage's kids to make sure they were his, kids who were five and three when Sage and Kevin started dating. Sage said that she had to come to a full stop in the conversation for several seconds while her brain rebooted. They're not your kids. You know they're not. My ex-husband and I had them together before I ever met you She had still been pregnant with the youngest when she and her ex had finalized the divorce. That's a whole other story Yeah, and now that we're getting married they'll become mine. I just want to dna test them to be sure of it replied kevin Let me see if I understand this. Do you do you actually think my children's dna will? Change to become biologically yours when you adopt them obviously i just want the confirmation on paper is all insert that's not how this works that's not how any of this works meme here there was a long conversation about how dna didn't work that way with his rebuttal that adopting them would make them become his then there had to be a conversation that becoming his children would only happen on paper and in the legal system that no, the children would not magically transform into his own biological children once the paperwork was filled out. Him insisting that everybody said the kids became theirs once adoption happened. Her explaining the concept of adopted children are loved just as much as if they were biological and that was what that meant. Him insisting that everything pointed to kids becoming theirs. His mum eventually had to become involved to back Sage up his dad had to become involved to back sage up. A few books had to get involved to back sage up. Kevin was furious. He couldn't understand why people would ever adopt a kid if the kid didn't become the actual biological child of the people who took them in. How stupid and selfish it was for kids to retain the DNA of the sperm or egg donor. How could any kid who wanted to be adopted refuse to change one little thing so they could have parents? DNA doesn't work that way is a BS excuse he ranted he raved and right in front of his own parents He told her that if her kids weren't going to become his kids then the marriage wasn't going to happen He told her that he would give them all a week to change their minds and agree to be his biological kids He said when they stopped being selfish and when the DNA test proved it He would take the kids in sage said to me and that's how the relationship ended Uh, wait, hang on, I replied. Was he just looking for an excuse to break it off? Did he just get cold feet or want to date around some more or... Nope, he really is just that stupid. His mum called me on the sly and very gently suggested that I just break it off with Kevin because no matter how much she and his dad talk to him, he's adamant about it. He's even saying that he will never date a woman with kids from here on out unless they agree to change their DNA to become his if the relationship becomes serious. So Sage is single again, having dodged a tactical nuke. God help everyone if he ever breeds. Oh my goodness, what a return to R/Slash stories about Kevin. It's just absolute stupidity unbelievable to be honest when i read the title i thought it was going to be pretty stupid something like a kevin asking a mum to get a dna test for her children or, or something as idiotic as that but i think this was actually worse this was more dumb than what i expected him asking children to change their dna to match his so that they can become a biological family what i mean this is the top comment on the post uh it just says what the frick And I think that pretty much just just sums up my reaction. Wow. Let's move on to our next story. Kevin and the Coke. I'm going to tell you guys a stupid story, and I'm going to tell it just the way I remember it. Yes, it's about Kevin, but I'm not going to spare myself here either. I used to be an idiot too. I don't have much of a defense, except that I'm from Florida and this took place there maybe that's all the defense i need i don't know this story happened during and because of my employment at a radio shack if you didn't already know radio shack workers used to be absolute freaking party animals back in the day i tell you this because no one out there seems to understand just how hard a nerd can go and because it's germane to the story so yeah i was working at a radio shack in south florida and we just completed our inventory anyone who has worked in retail knows just how awful and tedious and freakishly time consuming an inventory can be since this happened back in the 1990s before qr codes and phases came about we had to find count and record each resistor transformer and capacitor every freaking item in the whole store by hand with nothing but pen and paper and boy did radio shack have a lot of little parts it was mind-numbingly dull and the process took several days to complete this was also back when the movie titanic came out and the company had some kind of eldritch corporate partnership which required us to play that abominable song on repeat all dang day you know the one don't make me say it naturally out of self-preservation and sheer desperation many of us employees resorted to unholy amounts of drugs and alcohol okay i need to pause the story for a second so i can ask you guys a question have you ever had someone sidle up to you like actually crab walk sideways and then kind of slide the last two steps up to you well if you haven't let me tell you that it's just as weird and off-putting as you're imagining I bring this up only because that's the thing I think about whenever someone mentions Kevin. For story purposes, you guys should know something about Kevin. I don't have enough characters in this subreddit to do his existence justice, so I will just give you a basic synopsis. This guy was something else. I'll qualify that statement by saying that he once got stranded for four years in Brazil. After a falling out with his prison pen pal girlfriend And before you ask why a brazilian would write to an american inmate I'd explain that he wasn't the ex-con She was He found her through the back pages of some magazine The story of how kevin learned about long-distance telephone charges goes here But i'll save that tale for another time When this girl finally kicked him out of her house Something to do with identity theft smuggling and exotic parrots Kevin attempted to force the american government to send his broke ass back to the united states By literally lying on the street outside the embassy and waiting like a banshee on bath salts As you can see kevin wasn't the sharpest of tacks. Sorry for that interruption But I needed to make sure you guys understood a little something about kevin before I continued telling this tale So back to the story It was around 10 p.m And we just finished reconciling the inventory counts for the last time Done finally while it did turn out to be an excellent infantry it was particularly long and grueling and we were all exhausted and hangry by the end of it my boss being awesome decided to celebrate by picking up a bunch of beer and pizzas and inviting us all back to his house this is technically where the actual story starts because this is when kevin sidled up to me in the parking lot and asked me if i wanted to go with him real quick to pick up a bag of coke I guess I'm not the sharpest of tacks either, because I agreed to go. I had a car, but Kevin insisted on driving. This was a problem, because Kevin drove a busted 1976 Lincoln Continental. It was probably a beautiful example of American automotive engineering in its day, with its original deep dark green paint job and flippy headlights but now it was decrepit the seats were sticky where they weren't threadbare and the exterior was a veritable museum of failed cosmetic repairs the thing was covered in primer missing all but one of its hubcaps and the glove box oozed some vile amalgamation of spilled coffee and shea butter because you see kevin had a skin condition the car smelled just awful. Like a dead squirrel filled with old Arby's and whipped cream and then left to rot in the tropical sun. If I'm being honest here, I rather appreciated the shea butter and coffee. In that car, the ooze was a feature. Standing there in the pale washed out light of the Radio Shack sign, I weighed my options and made my decision. I laid an old hoodie strategically over the passenger seat and climbed in. After all, free drugs was always worth a bit of hardship right wrong after a surprisingly uneventful drive we got to his friend's place he went inside and when he came out he was bouncing and armed with a huge eight ball his guy really did him right the very sight of this thing made me super excited to get back to my boss's house so we could get down to some serious hoovering kevin put the car in gear and began to talk i was ignoring this as irrelevant absorbed in my own thoughts when all of a sudden kevin hit a trash can Because I wasn't sure if the hit was intentional, I glanced over. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh-oh. Kevin was bent over, sweating and bug-eyed Fidgeting with the radio and simultaneously glancing back and forth between the rearview mirror and the side mirrors worried I sat in watchful silence as he navigated his way out of the neighborhood. His conversation never faltered Even when we dinged a mailbox dang with a sinking feeling I realized that his gills were way past geeked. It was now around 11:30, and traffic had begun thinning out His driving had deteriorated exponentially since leaving his friend's place and I was only just then coming to terms with the fact that the reward, fat though it was, might not be worth the imminent disaster I could now see barreling down upon me. I knew then that this night was going to end badly. Something was going to happen. Something bad. My mind raced. Snap. We've got drugs. Kevin is driving. Kevin is driving this car. Frick. Frick, frick, frick. The vehicle is obviously held together by a combination of prayer, spray foam, and Bondo. Also, he's got no registration and an expired license. I know all of this because Kevin told me after we left with the Coke. Kevin told me a lot of things during that drive. He answered a lot of questions about himself that I never asked. In fact, Kevin was so deep in Coke conversation that he missed a critical turn on the main highway. Upon realizing that he missed this turn, he waited for the next intersection and against my desperate protestations, immediately cut across three lanes of traffic and slung that huge boat of a car around in a U-turn. While rather graceful, the move was illegal and there was an unmarked police car behind us. Oh, I freaked out. Then when the cop lit up his lights, I freaked out again, this time out loud. You freaking moron, I yelled. Kevin pulled over. Except Kevin didn't pull over to his right like normal people do. No, he pulled over to his left into a turn lane. The cop pulled up behind us and waited, probably confused. I think it was this confusion that saved me. I say me instead of we, because at this moment, Kevin decided that he had it all under control. If I remember the sequence of events correctly, and I will never forget what I witnessed in those few moments, Kevin winked at me and then proceeded to pull the Coke bag out of his pocket and empty it into his mouth, Uh, what? Then he started chewing. I should tell you that this was a solid 3.7-ish grams of yellow flake Coke, hard as a rock and uncut. It was huge. I sat awed and mesmerized at the scene unfolding before me. The red and blue lights flashing into the interior of the car made the whole thing even more surreal. All I could think was, oh my God, he's eating it. He's eating it. He's eating a whole eight ball of blow. Wait, wait, he's the driver Instantly frightened and struggling to overpower the creeping sense of horror shivering up my spine I screamed at him something along the lines of what the frick? What are you doing? You freaking idiot And that is the exact moment when kevin realized that he had royally effed up Generally when one gets pulled over by the police they expect a coherent response even in south florida he flung the car door open and dashed into the night i can only imagine the consternation of the police officer behind us as kevin abandoned his car and bounded away into a neighborhood i sat frozen in the passenger seat Amazed and stunned as the cop car behind me disengaged and took off down the side street after him to this day I do not know if there was only one officer in that police car Or if he or she was operating under some regulation that made a driver more important than a passenger It may have been that I was a small chick in a huge car and was therefore camouflaged against the seat I just don't know. All I do know is that Kevin was gone The cop was gone and I was sitting in a running vehicle in the middle of the road Yeah I took off in what I can only describe as a semi-fugue state. I drove kevin's car back to the radio shack After dropping off his car and getting mine I drove to my boss's place determined to get my fair share of pizza and beer in recompense for this fiasco Overnight and also to inform my boss that he would have to open the store tomorrow Because kevin was most likely not going to make it in on time I was regaling everyone with the story of just why he wouldn't make it when the front door banged open and kevin stumbled in i'm not exaggerating when i say it was like one of those old west saloon scenes you know the ones where the whole place quiets when the hero enters just like that instead except of a hero gliding it was kevin flopping he was soaking wet and disheveled wild-eyed he was completely out of breath and his shirt was missing his exposed torso and arms were crisscrossed with deep scratches and abrasions He looked like he'd been in a fight for his life. We all must have been staring at him in silent astonishment I know that I was Kevin squished into the room and collapsed wetly into a chair in a garbled voice He asked me if I had his car keys and then relieved with my answer. He motioned for a beer Turns out that he did manage to successfully evade the cops that night at the last moment He found a drainage canal and jumped in fortunately this saved him from arrest but unfortunately he wasn't alone in that canal according to kevin an alligator chased him through a bunch of thorny brush out of the water and then up into a yard he said he was terrified almost to death but couldn't scream for help because his mouth was frozen from the coke he barely escaped with his life (laughs) what now when it comes to this last part of the story i don't know how much is actually true However, I do know that I saw that man literally chow down on close to 4 grams of rocked up pure Peruvian marching powder before freaking swallowing it. Then I saw that same dude evade the police by vanishing into the dark like some kind of overweight Hungarian Zorro before reappearing triumphant and unscathed hours later. Based on this, I choose to believe him about the alligator. Either way, it was a night to remember. And that, my friends, is the stupid story of Kevin and the Coke. I'm sorry you read this. I'm absolutely gobsmacked by that story. That was unbelievable. Uh, wow. I mean, I say unbelievable. In the literal sense of the word, it was very believable. I agree with you, OP. I feel like all the stuff that you definitely saw happen in front of your own eyes leads me to believe that the alligator story probably is legit as well. Like, once you've done all that other stuff that we know for sure happened, saying that an alligator chased you in a canal is not even that mental it's not even far-fetched it's probably the most normal part of this entire story oh my word what have i just read that was incredible now i know why you guys wanted the return of stories about kevin if they're all like that my word i will cover this subreddit exclusively what a ride anyway guys that is gonna do it for this one uh, an absolute whirlwind and roller coaster of a couple of posts there especially that second one phenomenal wow i hope you guys enjoyed the return of this subreddit i have forgotten what it was like and that did not disappoint That exceeded every expectation I ever had of what was going to happen when I sat down today. My word. Uh, If you do want more, let me know in the comments down below. Drop a like on this one. And uh, yeah, I need to go and have a long, warm bath. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?